Okay, you guys, here we go. She Runs Ultras, episode number 66. And today I want to talk about distance, specifically going the distance, the distance of your race. But first, I want to ask you a question. Have you ever questioned yourself as to whether or not you'd be able to actually go the full distance of your race on race day? Have you ever thought, oh shit, can I do this? I'm laughing because this is something that came up for me a lot when I first started. And if you've ever had that thought, you've probably had the next logical one, which is, should I try and do this before my race just to be sure? Meaning, should I try to go the distance before I go the distance? And I think at some point we've all had these thoughts. Like I said, I had them a lot when I first started out. And sort of the whole reason I'm telling you about this now or wanted to do a podcast episode about it was because it came up in a recent Run Your First 50K group discussion. And I just want to say, I think it's a really pervasive thought. So if you've had this one, don't don't be kicking yourself about it because it's only natural to question whether or not you can actually do this. So of course, I wanted to talk about it here. So let's just sort of dive into it. I first noticed these thoughts myself when I started to make the transition from roads to trails. And then it really kicked into high gear when I was prepping for my first 50K. I dove headfirst into that training and just kind of went with it. And somewhere around my first really long run, like 18 to 20 miles, I thought to myself, am I really going to be able to do this whole thing? And that thought was most likely fueled by the soreness and the fatigue that I felt after having put so much effort into running what amounted to only two thirds of the race distance. And when I finished those long runs, you know, I felt sore and tired. And I think the more the more prevalent thought was, can I keep going? (laughs) So this whole thought, can I actually do this, is really common, especially when it comes to your first ultra or your farthest one. And this is a really timely discussion for me as well, because I am definitely having those moments right now training for Tahoe. Like, can I actually do this? Can I actually run 205.5 miles. Yes, it's not just 200 miles. It is 205.5. It's kind of a kick in the pants, but that's a topic for another time. So if you're sort of in the same boat, you know, you have this race coming up, You it's on the calendar, maybe you have signed up for it, maybe you're tentatively thinking about signing up for it because you feel like if you could get over this hump that you would do it. Like if you knew that you could do the distance, then you would sign up and do the race, but you're sort of hesitating because you're not really sure. And so I'm hoping that I can help you sort of work through this right now by having this discussion. So if this is you, turn it up, hit like sit here and listen to this. Okay. Um, first of all, the answer to that question, can I really do this is yes, a hundred percent. You can do this. I have every faith in you. If you master the mental game, because really that's all that's sort of holding you back here. Yes, ultras are physically tough, but the mental side is what takes a lot of people down. I've talked about it before, you know, physically being in a race, running next to someone who was doing great. We were you know, chugging right along, everything was going great. And they've, I've watched them talk themselves straight out of a race. 
you have got to take the bull by the horn, so to speak, and direct your mind where you want it to go. And this all sort of boils down to there are productive thoughts and there are unproductive thoughts. And if you've been on a coaching call with me recently, you've definitely heard me refer to them as them. Not good or bad thoughts, just productive and unproductive. So I also want to offer you that as a way to sort of reframe your thoughts into two different buckets. You know, good and bad, they carry a lot of like weight with them, but they're not very descriptive. Like what happens? So there are productive and unproductive thoughts. So am I going to be able to do this is what I would categorize as an unproductive thought. The better question would be, what's it going to take for me to feel comfortable going this distance? Or what will I have to learn and practice in my training so that when race day comes, I'm confident in my abilities? Those are better questions. Those are questions that will actually yield results because you can do something with them. Am I going to be able to do this? just sends you into like a question spiral and your brain will just start to look for evidence to confirm your sneaking suspicion, perhaps, that you're not going to be able to do it because you've never done it before. So I'm hoping I'm describing this adequately enough so you can sort of see the difference. So just remember when you, when you ask yourself a question, your brain is immediately going to look for a solution. So we always want to make sure that we're asking the right kinds of questions, questions that are going to be productive and allow us to, to achieve a result. Am I going to be able to do this? Not a productive question. There is no result at the end of that. The second part of this is no. <laughs> No, you do not have to do the distance before you do the distance on race day, okay? For a couple of reasons. First of all, it takes all the magic out of race day, all of it, right? There's just something magical about showing up to race day and having that little bit of nervous excitement about, oh, can I do this or can I not? And if you do it before race day and there's, you know, it's like if a tree falls in the forest, does it make a sound? Like if you do the miles before race day, do does it even matter? No one's there to cheer you on. No one's there to see the achievement. And it's almost like a letdown to yourself on race day because you're like, well, I already did it. So what the hell? Like, what's the big deal? What do you have to look forward to on the big day if you do it ahead of time? We sign up for these races for the experience of challenging ourselves. At least I do anyway. And that's predominantly the people that I work with, the people that want to do these races for a challenge. Some people definitely like the race swag, love, um, you know, other people knowing that they have done these things, you know, but mostly it's we want to challenge ourselves. And there is sort of an element of danger in all of this that you want and need, sort of that fear that will actually be helpful to you come race day. It's a source of fuel that kind of propels you forward so that when you think you can't go on, that's kind of what you tap into. Now, you're not going to have any of that if you try to do the distance in your training under a completely different set of circumstances. The second part of this is trying to do it ahead of time actually puts undue stress on your training and on your body. And 
by trying to do that ahead of time, it might actually mean that you won't be recovered enough in time to show up and actually do your race. And then what? Like you've missed out on the experience. And I'm not going to say that all that training is for nothing if you do it ahead of time, but it really defeats the purpose if you can't actually show up on race day and do the thing that you wanted to do on the stage that you picked to do it. So in my mind, it's an unnecessary risk. If you are training smart, if you're showing up consistently, if you are taking care of your body, then you will be able to do it. You will be able to complete your race. If you're not doing those things, then you're probably going to have a lot more of those thoughts, those apprehensive thoughts of, oof, I don't know if I can do this. I've been thinking about this a lot. And for me, I think it all boils down to two things. Number one, fear of failure. And number two, lack of confidence in yourself and lack of confidence in your training, all of which you can overcome right? We talk a lot about the mental side of ultra training in run your first 50 K. And it was actually just like two weeks ago that we talked about this. So all of this sort of mental toughness, um, grit, resilience, you know, mental fortitude, this is sort of very top of mind for me right now. And it's one of the aspects of this sport that I love geeking out on just talking about, you know, how your brain works, how you can make it work for you. But when it comes down to, should I do the distance before I do the distance? I think this line of thought and questioning really boils down to these two things, fear of failure, what it would mean if you weren't able to do it and lack of confidence in yourself and in your training, which then leads you to sort of cram like cram more training in, try to do more, try to exert more. And then that actually has the opposite effect. So this, this actually is a sub conversation that we had just this past week in run your first 50 K where one of the participants was like, you know, I've, I have a race coming up and I'm feeling like I'm not doing enough. So I went and did more. And now I'm feeling like really tired and really burnt out after my long runs. And so we sort of, you know, took a step back and looked at the whole situation and and we broke down each of the components of what she did. And that was really helpful for her because then she was able to see, oh, you know, really what I was doing was letting my fear of failure and my lack of confidence in myself and in my training creep into a good plan that I was executing on, but my brain sort of took over and had this momentary lapse of judgment and like sort of had a freak out and put me onto like this other trajectory that then sort of gummed up the works. So I I guess I just want to leave you with this idea that the next time you catch yourself contemplating whether or not you should, you know, try to cram in a couple really long runs, one of which that might actually be very, very, very close or at the same mileage as your actual race, I want you to sort of stop and ask yourself, like, what is really going on here? Why do I feel the need to do this? Is it because I have a fear of failure? Is it because I lack confidence in myself and my training? 
am I worried about failing or am I just really feeling vulnerable and lacking confidence in myself? And if so, why? And try to find the deeper reason in that. And then, because that's the thing that you're going to be able to solve for. And it's probably something relatively easy. And in turn, you'll be able to get back to your training, doing it smart and strategically and have more confidence in yourself and sort of work through that fear of failure. Like what's the worst thing that could happen? That's another really good question that you could ask yourself. We're going to talk about that in another episode coming up. But really dealing with this fear of failure and lack of confidence, there's tons of ways to overcome that. But the first question that you have to see or have to ask yourself is what's really going on here. Okay. So try to find the deeper reason for why you want to go the distance before you actually go the distance. Save yourself a lot of time and effort and struggle by finding that reason and solving for that first so that you can show up on race day and, and crush it and absolutely crush it. All right. So this is all stuff that we cover in Run Your First 50K, you guys. We just wrapped up the current round and the next one kicks off in April. And you guys are the first ones to hear this, but applications are open now for the next round. So go to runyourfirst50k.com to apply. So basically k dot com, all one word smushed together. And that's where you're going to find the application. All right. So get out there, you guys crush those miles. Enjoy this beat and I'll see you all soon.